Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on Board, presented by BetMGM. Michael Beller here with you. It is Tuesday, April 5th, and on this episode of Best on the Board, we are going to talk about one of the busiest NBA slates of the entire season. 11 games taking place in the NBA today. We have three days left in the regular season, including today, so you've got some jacking for playoff position, you've got some jacking for playing tournament position, teams that just want to get into the whole dance here. Uh, just a lot to talk about on this NBA slate. Joining me to do so is Dan Santaramita. And Dan, this is, uh, the, since at least we've been doing this on this show, this is by far the most options that we've had available to us for one night of betting. Yeah, obviously they didn't play on Monday, uh, letting the national title game breathe and have its own night. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now the NBA kind of takes its, you know, hits its full stride as we're with the last week or week and a half before the playoffs start. And uh, I'm excited to see how everything shakes out. Like there's a lot of close playoff races as far as mm-hmm. seating goes. Uh, teams, you know, Brooklyn, like what's going to happen to them? Uh, how's the top four in the East going to shake out? So I think there's a lot of late regular season intrigue that I feel like we don't usually get in the NBA. So it's kind of a treat this year. I feel like we almost never get it. And we've not only do we have it in spades uh, this season, we've got it like crazy tonight, especially in the Eastern Conference. When you look at some of these games that are happening, you've got Charlotte and Miami, Atlanta and Toronto, Milwaukee and Chicago, all those teams playing for one thing or another uh, in this these games tonight. Phoenix is taking on the Lakers. Lakers absolutely desperate fighting uh, to get just into the play-in tournament. I mean, there's a lot going on in these 11 games. So let's let's jump right in to our favorite plays of the day, Dan. We both have to. I'm going to let you take this away first. You are going to take us to Bulls and Bucks to start things off here. Uh, this game is in Chicago, but the Bulls five and a half point underdogs at home. 233 and a half the total on Bulls and Bucks. What do you got for us in this one? Yes, yeah, so I like the under. I looked at this game. This is basically like a stick to what you know thing. I've been two and zero playing Bulls games on the show. Uh, the first one was an auto fade when they were at, uh, I think that was at New Orleans, and uh, they didn't do so well. And then uh, Demar Derozan points over, and I looked at both things. I was like, okay, the Bulls plus five and a half. I would lean Milwaukee, but I kind of feel like. Uh, it's it's a tight number to play five and a half uh, as a road favorite. So I I thought about it. If you had made me pick one, I'd go with the Bucks. DeRozan's points, um, his player prop is up to 27 and a half, and I had it at 25 and a half about a week ago. I think they're starting to catch up to, to that number in his home games at least. Probably still like the over there too, and it was only minus 110. But uh, I think the under is the value, which I feel like I'm – I'm not super confident, and we talked about this before the show. There's a lot of games and not a lot of stuff that we love. Mm-hmm. So, you know, take anything we say in this episode with a grain of salt. But I really feel like the under, you know, the Bulls just 233 and a half. That seems too high for them. Now, granted, I'm leaning Bucks, and then the under, I feel like, is a contradiction. Um, because if, if it's high scoring, Milwaukee wins big, right? If the, the Bulls have to keep it lower, uh, which is kind of why I think they can. Um, I don't know. I think like a 112, 104, or even a 120, 110 gets you there. I mean, that's the thing. I don't know that the Bulls can keep up with this number. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think they have to go under. I, I, I'm not super confident. I just feel like the Bulls, you know, I mean, they're, they're getting healthier, but they're still uh, not a high flying team. So that's why I like the under. 
Yeah, this is this is an interesting one. And you talk about the top four in the East. You know, Miami's got a little bit of distance between them and the Celtics, Bucks, and 76ers, where you know, no guarantees, but they can probably feel pretty good about being the one seed. But then you look at the Celtics, Bucks, and 76ers, just half a game separates those teams. You've got Boston yeah. coming into action tonight at 49 and 30, and then Milwaukee and Philly both at 48 and 30. And that two seed, Dan, is prized. Absolutely prized uh, i mean if you if you end up fourth you're playing you know a probably the bulls maybe toronto uh, you know you're going to be favored but that's not as comfortable a matchup as if you end up second and are playing like cleveland or atlanta and then that one seed maybe is looking at brooklyn it's it's, it's totally crazy what's going on in the eastern conference uh, this season so uh, just a lot a lot at stake here and, and so there's a lot to be played for between these two teams both the bulls and the Bucks uh, here, and so yeah, I think um, I, I like your logic on why you go under. It's a, it's a pretty easy game for me to stay away from uh, the five and a half number, like you said. Like I, I lean Bucks, but like that's that you know the Bulls. This is not December Bulls, but still yeah. a, a quality team. And catching five and a half at home, like that's sort of a big number for Milwaukee to have to cover. So I would lean in that direction, and, and two thirty-three and a half also a big number. It's the uh, way that I would go if I were forced to bet it, but something that I ultimately stay away from. There is a Eastern Conference total that I do like, however, so that's where I'm going to take us for my first play. It is also an over, and it's in the Hawks and Raptors game. 226.5 is the total on this one. I am going over it just to uh, you know totally tie things up here. Uh, the Heat, uh, or excuse me, the, uh, the, the Raptors 3.5-point favorites in this game with that 226.5 total. I, th- I think this game goes over for a number of reasons. Yeah, Atlanta, a great offensive team, not the best defensive team in the league, and I think that they're going to really be able uh, to bring that to bear in this matchup. 226.5, not really a, a total that is all that scary, uh, especially when you have a team that's as good as Atlanta is offensively. I love the 3.5 number too, Dan, because now we're talking about a game that we're expecting to be close, and if we're expecting this game to be close, we're expecting this game to go down to the wire, maybe get a couple of free throws at the end of the game to to juice our total. Everything here for me lines up for this game being able to get into the 230s, and so I like that fact of it. Atlanta, you know, they're, they're obviously a quality defensive team, ninth in the, in the league in uh, defensive rating in terms of uh, points allowed per 100 possessions, so they're a good defensive team but if you go like um segment by segment at how well they play you know at the rim against the three they're just like solid and everything there's not they don't have one standout trait defensively a good rebounding team of course but they don't necessarily shut down shut you down from three or shut down your mid-range game you can do a little bit of everything against this toronto team and so i think that atlanta's going to have enough of of an offensive motor to keep this game scoring and that ultimately we do get over the 226.5. See, I, I think the total is interesting. I, I would stay away from this one personally. But, I you know, back to what you said earlier about the top four, because the Hawks and Raptors are in the bottom four, or at least the five through eight right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think any of those top four teams in the East have any chance of losing to anyone else in the conference? I mean, maybe Brooklyn <laughs> if they get healthy. But, like, no, seriously, I, it seems like it. a huge drop-off. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, that's it. Brooklyn, like, obviously, Brooklyn's the one with the puncher's chance. Um, in the by in the five and down in the east, whoever's going to end up filling those bottom four spots. But like, yeah, I don't think if you're, I mean, again, you can't come out and say it. But if you're any of those top four teams, <laughs> are you afraid of the Bulls? Are you afraid of the Raptors? No. Are you afraid of the the, the injury riddled Cavs? Are you afraid right. of the Hawks? Are you afraid of the Hornets? Like, of course you're, of course you're not. 
Of course you're not. Why would you be? Yeah. I mean, if the only thing with up, Atlanta is Trey Young, which, right. you know, we've seen which, it last year. Yeah, but this is this is not the NCAA tournament, right? This right. is uh, this is uh, a seven game series. Like I, I think I think Trey can put a team on his back and you know maybe get two wins. You know maybe maybe yeah, earn nice a gentleman sweep. Yeah, that well that's true that's true. But still, yeah, I'm with I, you. These are these are obviously. different Eastern Conference teams this year that they're going to yeah. have to be running yeah. through. So and if that ends up happening, like what an Eastern Conference semifinals and beyond. If we're talking about those four teams fighting for. The uh, fighting for the Eastern Conference berth into the finals. Yeah, if we're looking at Philly, Boston, Miami, and Milwaukee, that is going to be uh, one hell of a run if that ends up being the case. But uh, 226 and a half over in Atlanta and Toronto is the way that I go. All right, Dan, biggest spread on the board today <laughs> is a pretty silly one. It's a pretty comical one. 17 and a half. That is just, I mean, that is that that's like that's like Bills versus Jets. Sort of spread. <laughs> we are not used to seeing this in the NBA, but here we are. The Nets, 17 and a half point favorites against the Rockets tonight. That is a ton, a ton, a ton of points. Uh, how much confidence do you have in the Rockets to be able to stay within that number? I have confidence of any NBA team to stay within that number. That's basically <laughs> the logic here, right? Like, do I have confidence in the Rockets specifically? No. Uh, but I think there's a little bit of an extra nuance to it with the Nets. Is, you know, this team's been banged up. Uh, you know, Seth Curry's listed as a game-time decision. Um, I, I think the reality is if you're the Nets and you're up big in the fourth quarter, you're going to rest Durant and Kyrie. Like, you're not going to – you're not – this isn't college football where style points matter. You you get up 15 in the fourth with five minutes to go and everyone starts sitting. And that's – look, this is what I played last week when I played the um, – comically the jazz and uh lakers line that that moved to half a moved a point mm -hmm. between me picking it and us going to air <laughs> and and the lakers finished the game in a 5-0 run to get a backdoor cover and like that was only uh, 13 and a half is what it closed at so we're talking about 17 and a half here the nets really got to blow them out and then they really got to decide to care in the last three or four minutes because this is a team that's going to want to pull those guys as soon as they can i feel like so that's you know, that's kind of what I'm relying on when you get in this big of a number. But the reality is it's just too big of a number. I, I've done it a few times when we've done these NBA picks where it's like, oh, yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take this team at this number automatically, like auto fade. You know, the mm -hmm. Suns given, getting points in the road, I'll take it every time. And in this case, you give me 17 and a half points with any NBA team, especially a Nets team that's going to probably uh, go a little bit quicker to the bench in the end of the game. That's all I need. I mean that's just it's such a ridiculous. It's a sicko play. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's a ridiculous. It's a ridiculous total to win by. I mean just yeah. absolutely outrageous. Right? I mean like go back over these like you know you just don't win that. You don't no matter how good you are, no matter who you're yeah. playing, you don't win that often by that many points. It just it just doesn't happen that often. And so like you really like this is I, I like your logic. This is a game where Brooklyn is going to have to be up by like thirty going into the fourth. Yeah. If they're going to cover yeah. seventeen and a half. They're gonna need that. Like they're gonna they're gonna have to get the seventeen and a half in the first two and a half quarters of this game if they're gonna do it. Yeah, which could happen. Definitely not... could happen. <laughs> no one would be that surprised. But yeah, I feel like re realistically, it's gonna be semi-competitive. All you need is like one Houston run at some point in the first three quarters for them to have a shot in the fourth quarter and let some garbage minutes make a backdoor mm -hmm. cover if that's what it comes down to. And that's, I feel like, the on the, the worst end of scenarios. They could always hang around for a bit and Brooklyn screws around with a bad team they don't get up for. 
right, I'm going with a, a different play for my second pick here. Utah and Memphis is the game that I'm looking at. Utah's five and a half point favorites at home, two twenty four and a half the total on this game, and this is a you know, classic motivation factor here, right? Memphis locked in to the two seed in the West. There is no question about that. They cannot catch Phoenix. They cannot be caught by Golden State. Memphis is your two seed. John Morant, not playing. This is a team that is in full rest up for the postseason mode. The last time they had a game scheduled, which was four days ago, so they got their guys some rest. Desmond Bain had a rest day. Jaron Jackson Jr. had a rest day. Steven Adams had a rest day. Tyus Jones had a rest day. We don't know if that's going to necessarily be the case for them uh, today, but we do know that this team truly, literally has absolutely nothing to play for in this game against Utah. Now flip it over, Dan, to Utah, who comes into this game just a game and a half ahead of Minnesota for the sixth seed. So to stay out of the play-in tournament, just one game and a half ahead of Minnesota, they need this game. And they could actually climb up a, a seed line too, but forget about that. They absolutely need this game uh, to stay ahead of Minnesota. And then, yeah, maybe, maybe climb up, right? Because you look at the top three in the West, talking about Phoenix 1, Memphis 2, and then likely Golden State 3. Dallas is right behind Golden State. I guess you probably prefer to play Dallas than Golden State, even with Golden State you know, not quite living up to what they were doing in the first half of the season. Either way, Utah, whether you're talking about climbing the standings or staying out of the playing tournament, very motivated to win this game. And they come into this game nice and healthy. Just everything, I think, is lined up for a Utah victory. And so this really comes down to, can they stay ahead of five and a half? Can they cover that five and a half number? And I think they can. Again, like I, I would expect, even if those guys are back for Memphis, even if the guys who are getting rest days are back for Memphis, Utah is a superior team to a John Morantless Memphis Grizzlies team. And then I wouldn't be surprised to see at least one of those guys, maybe a couple of them also just get another day of rest because there's nothing at stake here for Memphis. So I think Utah covers the five and a half, the motivated team against the entirely unmotivated team tonight. Yeah, I like that. There was another game on the schedule that reminds me of that uh, Suns and Lakers where, you know, like I, like I played against the Lakers last week. They're really shorthanded. The Suns are the best team in the league, but the Suns already clinched top spot and the Lakers are chasing a playing game. It's like, I'm not giving a team in that scenario 11 and a half points to work with, right? It's the same, you know, we're talking about motivation late in the season. And, and just as a side note, how fun does the Western Conference look? You know, we've been treated to some upstart teams in that conference. Utah, unexpected a couple years ago, mm -hmm. uh, has emerged as a power. Phoenix last year was a surprise. Now we have Memphis as the two seed. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is incredible to me that we're going to have Phoenix. And now Phoenix, of course, has become a brand name from last year, but, you know, not a traditional power as far as what we thought the conference was going to look like for the next five, ten years. You said two years ago the Suns are going to make the finals and then have the best record in the league. I'm going to go, what? Uh, you best know, record and then in the league the, by far. Yeah, yeah. Not and the Grizzlies is two seeds, a lot of fun, even with the upstart Warriors. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that they're they're not a new name, but they are back in the mix after a couple and, years. And, like a, from, and, a, and a different mix, too. Yeah. So I, I think it's a lot of fun to see these teams. Um, Utah always feels dangerous to me. Mm-hmm down in that sixth spot for now um i mean they got a shot to move up a spot or move down a spot honestly so we'll see but uh yeah i, I think there's a lot of intrigue in in the western conference players like the east is pretty clear-cut top four but the west could go anywhere even minnesota you know being a yeah. being like comfortably in the playing tournament maybe they can clip utah and, and get out of the playing tournament and be the sixth seed but even that team being 11 games under 500 going into the final couple of games of the season it's another little upstart team and so yeah i think it's going to be 
a whole lot of fun. And yeah, those the, the three, six, four, five. Uh, we know it's going to be almost certainly going to be some combination of you know, Golden State, Dallas, Denver, and Utah. That's a really fun opening round. A couple yeah. of series that we've got there. So uh, something that we're going to be watching, obviously, over these last few days. And also gives us a nice segue into the last thing we're going to talk about on this episode of Best on the Board. Which is some props that uh, the uh, BetMGM has posted as it relates to the play-in tournament. Uh, if you go over to BetMGM now, you can wager on who the eight seed is after the play-in tournament has concluded. You can also wager on who the eight seed is at the end of the regular season, at least in the Eastern Conference. But forget about that. We're talking who the eight seed is after the playing tournament has concluded. So if you're looking at the seven, eight teams, that would be lose and then win. If you're looking at the nine, 10 teams, that's win two straight games. Let's take a look at this in the Eastern Conference first. Dan, you've got Brooklyn as a huge favorite in this. They are minus 225. Then Atlanta's plus 375. And the Hornets and Cavs both plus 600. Obviously for the Cavs, they're plus 600 because they would have to hit that lose-win combo. And so that's why they're down here as the seventh seed. Hornets... Uh, clearly looked at in the betting market as the least likely team to get into the playoffs of the teams that are in that play-in mix. Is there anything that you like here? Well, I don't like the Cleveland number. I think it's it's longer because I think they're the I mean they're injured and they're the only team uh, in this group with a losing record in their last ten. I think it's got to be Brooklyn, right? Like plus two eighty, they're not even the favorite. Granted, they'd have to win. And they'd have to lose and then win, right? Or win-win, We're probably depending on where they finish. Like, we don't even know. That's the thing that makes this tricky. You don't even know what you're betting on because Brooklyn could jump up to the eighth spot in the regular season, and that changes. Then that means they have to lose and then win a game. Right. If they stay in the bottom two, they got to win two in a row, and I don't see that not happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're in the 9-10, I would, I'm sure the that's part of the reason why the odds are – yeah. Uh, are, are they're not the favorite for that. It's a tricky bet. I like it. I want to bet Brooklyn, but if they finish seven, I'd be so mad. So like, it's one of those things where uh, I, I Brooklyn won't lose a single elimination game to to Charlotte or Atlanta if they have to go into that uh, nine ten scenario. And Cleveland's mm-hmm. banged up. Like I don't see who they lose to. That's probably the reason their odds are because they could just get the seven if they get high enough. Right. I kind of like. I'd stay away, but I love I love Brooklyn there. I kind of like Atlanta at plus three seventy five. Like there's there's paths to Atlanta doing this. You know they they first they they drop out of the top eight. They get passed by Brooklyn or Charlotte, and so now they have a like a more obvious path to being that eight seed. I think that's that's like a fun way to get. Atlanta there, um, or I mean, you know, like you talked about, right? The, the the run this team made last season, you know, maybe they lose to Cleveland in the seven eight game, and then you know, pull an upset over Brooklyn in in the, in the last game. Like there are there are multiple paths that make plus three seventy five attractive to me. Yeah, I, I just it's it's too early to know because like you like Cleveland well, is seventh now. Dan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland's in the seventh spot, and they're the team that's struggling. So you expect uh-huh. this to get even tighter down yeah. the stretch. Yeah. I mean, and Atlanta's won five in a row. I, I, I love the bet. It makes me think. I love bets that yeah. make your, your head start. So like, oh, this could work. But I, I ugh, too early. All right, let's look at the Western Conference, which is like totally stacked up on one another. So the favorite to be the eighth seed after the playing tournament has concluded is actually Minnesota, who sits in the seventh spot right now and this just I think this just has to do with how close everything is over there so Minnesota 
is at plus 180. Then you find the Clippers, they're at plus 200. They are the eight seed right now. Pelicans, plus 300. They are the nine. San Antonio, plus 450. They are the 10. And then you've got the Lakers lingering at plus 2,000. <laughs> like, uh, you, like it, you throw 10 bucks, 20 bucks on the Lakers at 20 to 1. Yeah, I mean, they got to win. Well, I'd say they have to win two in a row, but they got to win more than that just to get there. So, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you're basically picking like a five or six game winning streak for the Lakers. Yeah, I know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't. Do it. <laughs> but it's just like it's 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 an option that's available. I mean, so like you know, it, Minnesota's for sure going to be in the in the seven eight game unless they get themselves out. So like to me, Minnesota is out in this bet. Yeah, like I they, agree. They they can't fall into the nine ten game. So they are in the 7-8 game unless they play their way ahead of Utah and end up as the 6th seed. So Minnesota is unbettable in this one for me. And then you're looking at Clips, Pels, and Spurs. Like, I don't know. the, um, the Both the Pelicans and the Spurs, like, the, the, there's are, there are fun arguments there for those teams. Like, the Clips, uh, with Paul George back, like, I would just be, I would just be concerned about them just knocking off Minnesota and being the 7, you know? Yeah. Because they're not going to fall. They're not going to fall into the nine ten game either. So I'd just be concerned about them knocking off Minnesota. Like I don't want to bet that either. To me, it's Pelicans or Spurs or nothing. Yeah. So this is the opposite of the East because we know we're more confident in where the things are going to stand. At least Minnesota Clippers is a seven and the eight. So you have a little bit easier uh, mm-hmm. time of plotting out the scenarios. The Clipper. Yeah, I think if you price out the Clippers, they're they're plus two hundred. That means they have to lose at Minnesota where they'd be, what, a four or five-point underdog mm-hmm. ballpark. And then they'd, they'd have beat. to beat – I think they, they would beat Pelican Spurs, but, uh, you know, we've seen weird things happen in these playing tournaments already. It's a young thing. We've already been surprised a couple times. So, I, I don't know. I, I think I'd lean Clippers. I'm not sure the value is there at plus 200, yeah. maybe a plus 250, plus 300. I'd, I'd be jumping on it. It's more than likely, or the most likely of the four teams to be there is the Clippers, and they're not getting those odds. So that might be a little bit of value, but yeah, it's it's they, they're just so liable to go into Minnesota and win that game. Yeah, that's you obviously know? why Minnesota's odds aren't that long too. So. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, when you're looking at the teams who are almost certainly Clippers are going to be in the seven eight game, the Timberwolves are likely going to be in the seven eight game, and they're at plus one eighty and plus two hundred. I mean, that's just. That tells you that shows you how much uncertainty there is between well that that the way the books are looking at that likely Clippers Timberwolves seven eight game. How do you feel about a weird uh, Timberwolves Clippers hedge? I like bet them both. Yeah, yeah. I know it's like a, that's you know you're adding negative EV plays on top uh-huh. of each other potentially, right. but but if, if you're pretty confident that the loser of that game wins at home. Mm-hmm. You're getting, I don't know what that price is out to off the top of my head, but we need Austin to chop here. it in two. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, 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 what we needed was to come prepared for that, and I did not. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's just one of the other things you can do as we are winding down this NBA regular season, and we're going to have a much clearer picture of what that looks like after tonight in this 11 game slate. So, if you want to get in on it, if you've got a feeling, now is the time to get in on it. That's going to do it for this episode of Best on the Four. Thanks so much for listening. For Dan, I am Michael Beller. Good luck tonight. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.